Like, hey, you know what? I say shit I don't mean sometimes. I'm trying to be funny. We're here. Yeah. All right. So, well, Dean. Yeah. So my first time doing your hair. Uh-huh. Um, what's working and what's not working with your hair? So, um, man, I've had the past three years to dial it in, and I'm pretty confident in uh, the end result that I've gotten. Okay. Like I, I And my process is I don't put any product in it. Never. Uh, well, I put a little bit of coconut oil in it every once in a while. Okay. And then I do have a, a curl cream. It's called Curl Lala. But I put it all like once a week maybe. And I'll go like that and I just scrunch everything. Okay. I go like this and then I let her go. Yeah. And I like the poofy 80 style mullet. Okay. And so that's what I'm going for because I think I'm, my hair's already curly. Yeah. It's already, you know, um, big and got a lot of volume in it without putting anything in it. And I'm like, every time I do put something in it, it's good for a little while. And then I don't know if it's because I don't know how to upkeep it or I don't know how to continue to do it okay. the right way. Yeah. But it just ends up getting like nappy and nasty. And then when I quit doing stuff, it goes back to looking like, like this is without product for probably six days because I was on the road for six and I don't have, I have my product at the house. So, okay. I mean, I run water through it every night. I shampoo once a week. Okay. Uh, with uh, either I did mane and tail uh-huh. or, um, I just, whatever girl I'm dating, usually I ask her what the best one is and she'll buy me one. Uh, shampoo and conditioner style. And then yeah. usually for curly hair and I go expensive on it, I'll go like $50 a bottle. I don't know if that means anything, but. Price price usually can be an indicator of quality, like most oh. things in life, yes. I, so, I, I'm more of a believer, is it sold in a salon yeah. or is it not sold in a salon? It was bought at H-E-B. Yeah. Usually the women I date. Okay. H-E-B shoppers. Got it. Other than that, I'm, I would be really interested to see if there's something I can do to make it more like puffy or more like, you know, kind of. Okay. So or, my question, what I'm seeing here in the back is like, yeah. I, I, I understand that like 80s Mississippi mud flap that you're going with right here. Yeah. The question is, see how these pieces are kind of individual? Uh-huh. Do, would, you, would you like to see more individual pieces where you have more curl pronounced so like yeah. your profile isn't so much that it just falls down and it's like a like a blend of curl it have like more individual defined curl mm-hmm. okay i think so yeah and but i'd like to keep the top more like this poofy i like top poofy and back like tiny ringlets cool we can totally do that okay all right so when you get out of the shower i want to know like what is it that you do to get this top piece looking the way it is so i I get out, yeah. I do one scrunch with the towel. Yeah. So I just like kind of get everything together. I usually pull it up on top. Yeah. I get one scrunch with the towel. I let it fall. Yeah. And then for like 10 or 15 minutes, I'll just go like that and kind of scrunch it and then wait till it, you know, a little more dry and then scrunch it again. If it feels really dry, put coconut oil in it. Yeah. I just have like a thing of coconut oil and I'll just go like that and kind of mm-hmm. do this number. Yeah. Um, and then I do a lot of, I think I go like two or three times like this. Yeah, breaks it up. And then and then I just like scrunch it where I want it. And it okay. kind of just does its own. It kind of starts falling into into place. Get you shampooed, right? Because it's that time to get you shampooed. Not to mention shit tonight, you have to show. So we want to look you, get you, you know, 
curls as much as we can. Oh, yeah. um, shampoo conditioner is paramount. As a fellow curly-haired individual, what happens is when you start seeing the frizz, that is like the physical manifestation of your body, your hair going, give me moisture. Okay. So if you want frizz to be go away, coconut oil does have moisturizing properties. However, it wants more moisture. So that's like more conditioner or even like a leave-in. So even on those days you're not putting any product in, yeah, I would offer like a leave-in conditioner okay. over coconut oil. Because coconut oil and shea butter can have a buildup and then you have to clarify it your hair to rip it all out. Okay. So what happens is it's great, but then it kind of creates this barrier, right? And then nothing can penetrate through that. Okay. Not even your styling product. Yeah. So one thing there. Two, um, I want to go through and get these curls to be more like I see where the top right here stops and then you have your length here in the back. I don't want you to lose the lengths. Okay. I want you to get more fullness. Okay. I want your hair to not fall down this way. I want it to get bigger this way. All right. I'll connect more into the top. All right. That's, that's my goal. Okay. Um, I think a lot of moisture is going to do that. Um, I'm also going to do two different style techniques uh, for your top and to, your, to, your, to the back part. Top, I'm going to towel dry that and like scrunch it up and kind of pretty much what you are doing is a really great way of doing that because you're agitating the hair. So it's going to want to get bigger. Okay. Here in the back, there's this other way where you're going to go through section by section. I'm going to coat it in gel yeah. and it's going to be dripping wet. Okay. And that's how you start getting the individual curls. Okay. So lying or, and what is that you're putting in it? Uh, I'm going to put leave-in conditioner and, a and some gel. Okay. And some gel. So I'm going to use one by Mizani, which is a whole line that's designed for individuals who have curly, high textured, uh, lots of movement in the hair, right? From like curly to coil it. Okay. Uh, and you have a really nice tight spiral. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you how to do that. It's, it's relatively easy. I think if you just did what you normally are doing. Yeah. And you just did it where like the, you're putting the product in when you're right out of the shower. Like you, a good way to know that your hair is wet enough to apply product for curly hair like this then is you still want it to be dripping down the shoulders. Oh, okay. That's when you apply it. And then what you do is so I'll take a t-shirt like and almost scrunch it till it's. That's what you're going to do after you apply the product. So apply the leave-in, brush it through, put a ton of product, comb it through. Then do what you're doing. Okay. And then you'll, you'll notice that the curl is going to have a lot more definition. Oh. Uh, so that's the thing. Like, like this is day three. Oh. Uh -huh. And you should see day one. Day one, like every little piece is super coy. Okay. So um, if you do this, you can get some life out of it too. Heck yeah. Yeah. So what I want to know is like, what do we got? You got anything hiding up in the front hairline? No, you have a great hairline. Yeah. All right, cool. We're good. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> looking you're like, yeah. <laughs> it, it's getting gray and that's really starting to worry me. Uh, don't worry about that. Great. Yeah, nothing, man. Well, wait, when it starts coming in, I'd rather it just like, just go all go, yeah, yeah. I'll go silver fox with it. So you got some pretty crazy knots back here. We're going to come through those. What I want to know is what we got going on about here. So when's the last time you, you, you got your haircut and what part of the last haircut was, do you got everything every single time where you just kind of focus on the sides? Yeah. So I have a guy that, uh, that did it in Georgetown. And I moved there, moved from there like six months ago. So now I just go, well, I've gone every three months. Mm -hmm. I think I'm on like a month and a half, maybe. All right. Uh, and because it'll start getting, I mean, bush. It'll be, yeah, it'll start getting just bush, mm -hmm. which right now I'm, it's almost, almost there. Almost there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like, uh, I usually, I, I mean, I like to keep it. I never go straight to the skin. Okay. Uh, I've done that a couple times and I'm not, I don't think it looks as good. Yeah. So I like, um, 
either like a, I think the, at the most a four, a three or a four eventually. Yeah. Um, but that's just from my eye, you know, I'm, and I, I always tell my barber, like, dude, if there's anything, if you think you can make it close to the skin and it'll look good, I'm down with it. Okay. So now to try whatever. All right. So here's the thing I'm thinking about is you got these sideburns and I know you're not going to get rid of, you're going to keep those nice and tight. Yeah. I think whatever you go through here, you want to have at least a good transition of that length okay. up into at least here. And now from here to this little piece right here that's normally cut short, mm -hmm. do you like to have it? I've seen these before where it's like, like a box, almost looks like they did landscaping. Yeah. And this is just disconnectedly short. Yeah. Or do you want this to flow nice into the rest of the hair? I don't know. Um, I've gone both ways. Okay. Uh, I think as of late, I've been going where it just kind of like flows into it. Yeah. Um, because I was doing like a design on this side for a little while. And uh, I'm good with uh, whatever you think, whatever you think would shape my head the best or whatever. I like the idea of the flow just because if you're out on the road for long stretches of time and you're not able to get in, it's going to have a more graceful transition into a longer mullet. Yeah. Plus, is it looking like shaved hair and then everything is growing out with the same amount of disconnection. Yeah. So that's one of the things I was thinking of. Yeah. I like, I like the, I'm, I'm more of a fan of just the, the, the puffy flow of us. Yeah. And then uh mustache. Yeah. Keeping that, keeping that, I get yeah. I don't think so. I usually go, um, I usually go, I, I just don't know how to cut it like this. Okay. And I shave myself. There's probably patches here that are missing. But um, I like that bushy mustache. It's that like Burt Reynolds, that Tim Richmond. That one guy that plays in every cowboy movie. Um, he was in Holly Sellett. No, he's in the Big Lebowski. He's like the narrator. He was in Tombstone. Oh, Sam Elliott. Ah, uh, yeah. Sam Elliott. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But right now I've got this kind of like it's coming down. Yeah. I think I might want to. I might want to come up with it. You want to stop it, not have it go Yosemite Sam. Yeah, I don't want to Yosemite Sam. Okay. See, I'm, it's kind of like, I think it's off a little bit. Yeah, you side the Rosso off too. I'm just, I'm not that, I'm not that kind of artiste. <laughs> awesome. All right, so uh, I'm going to get you shampooed. Okay. We're going to come back. Uh, I'm going to get everything. We're going to start cutting up some hair. Oh, okay. So guess what? We'll be right back. Shampoo time. Let's do the dang thing. All right. We have met virtually through Ben, Ben Orn, who's also a, another comedian. Yep. How'd you get into this? Ooh. Because uh, comedy is, I don't believe there's a comedy school you can go for. It's not like I got a, I got a, you know, an art history degree or I have a, I mean, maybe most of them go to learn how to be baristas and then transition over. Uh, it seems like I, I th there's more coffee shop employees doing stand-up than there is anything else. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of really great material interacting with the public. 100%. Yep. And it's a, and yeah, it's a job. You get to yeah, talk to people all day, so you're learning how to just, you know, crowd work and mess around. I got into it I just from being a kid and watching stand-up. And uh, who was like your, your go-to influence uh, for, for stand-up? So Ron White, Rodney Carrington, and, uh, and Bill Burr. Uh, Bill Burr. And Ron White. And Ron White, yeah. yeah but I don't know who the other guy is. Rodney Carrington is a, uh, he's an Oklahoma comedian. Okay. He, um, he did a lot of Texas. He's very, very, he's probably one of the only like cowboy comedians. All right. And, uh, but he was, uh, 
Yeah, he's one of my favorites. Um, there's no like right way to do it. No, like you said, there's no school to go to, so it doesn't seem even possible. Um, and so I just started building power lines and working. And then uh, one day I went to an open mic, and then I was hooked. And then I was like, I gotta keep, I gotta keep doing this. Can I ask you about that first, uh, that first experience on stage? Yeah, I want to ask you two questions on your emotions. Okay, one. Do you remember what it was like when you first stepped up there? Yeah. And was it a same emotion or a different one when you got off? 100%. I think uh, when I was going up there, I was, I would just, in the beginning, I would get so amped up uh, as I just didn't know what to do. And it was very much like, I don't know what to do with my hands. And so I just like, I just get up there like, oh, this was going on. This is what happened this week. And uh, going wild and crazy. And just, I, I found out that if I, uh, if I just did shit, if I just started doing something, people were at least listening. Got it. And then if I could get them listening, then I could figure it out. Okay. And just saying, then I was like, I went through a, a phase really early where I think a lot of my humor, especially found in high school, was like, just what's the wildest shit you can say? Yeah. You know? Shock. And it'd still be, yeah, like shock kind of. And so I think a lot of comedians go through that at first. Um, uh, I definitely did. Um, and so the first, I don't know, it was just like, like saying some crazy shit and then trying to get him to like me again, and then saying crazy shit and then trying to get him to like me again. And, uh, so I think every time I got off, uh, I was very, I was very hard on myself. Still am for a long time, uh, or still have been. But yeah, I think, uh, getting off stage is like, if you don't do, you know, extremely well, then even if even when I do like really really well, I have like a good like two or three minutes, and then I'm like, oh, I should have done this. I should have done this. You immediately start going into with the uh, the committee, yeah, because it's like it's still fresh in your head, so you know what you did. Yeah. So I like to do. Uh, I'm scared that I'm either gonna forget or like that was a really good way I said that, but I need to remember that, or it doesn't matter. You know? Yeah. Like having that attitude about it. Yeah. The first time I go, I went on stage, I'd say I felt. Yeah, scared and like, like, I don't know, kind of just amped up, like really caffeinated, but not, mm -hmm. you know, not caffeinated, not caffeinated. Um, and then getting off like very like, oh, that was stupid. <laughs> Why the hell did you say that again? I've always thought it'd be fun to do an open mic night, but I wouldn't even know where to start a joke. See, I don't think anybody does. You just, you don't, you don't, you fall into it. You fall into it. Yeah. I was telling Ben, it's like, I never in a million years would ever try to like, beef purposely funny around somebody who's a comedian right yeah. because like it's just it'd be like me trying to like show off the gym with like somebody who's like an uh an iron man guy like oh can you do this yeah and like dude of course i can <laughs> idiot uh, well, i think that's the thing that people don't like in 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 regular conversation different than stand-up like yeah. we're probably comedians are probably more inept to be funnier just in person but it, it doesn't mean that you are some of my favorite comedians uh like around town that i think are the funniest are dog crap in conversation mm -hmm. like i can't have a conversation with them because they're either just trying to be funny the entire time yeah that's super annoying like if you can't just like have a normal conversation or talk about something else without you, you can tell when somebody's running a bit there's a difference between like just naturally being funny and yeah. just being in a conversation and then like intentionally trying to make somebody laugh. That seems dishonest. I was reading, I was reading, 
technically it was ruining because it was one of those videos that has the captions, um, which I love. Yeah. Because then sometimes I'm in places where I, it's too loud and I don't really know what the video is going to say. Uh-huh. Cause then you have to be like, oh crap. Like you can't do earmuffs for an entire room at once. No. Um, but it was uh, Jerry Seinfeld and Howard Stern. Okay. And Jerry Seinfeld was a wild two to have together. Oh gosh. Yeah. Well, do you ever see the, the, all, there's one episode of Jerry Seinfeld where he had Howard Stern on as the guest in the car. And you could tell Jerry looks like he's getting quite frustrated. Yeah. Because, um, at one point, and I'm like in a paraphrase, like Jerry's like, no, Howard, it's my show. I'm conducting the interview, not you. <laughs> like in a way where like Seinfeld's being a, like strong arm in it, uh-huh. but in a very nice way, like, like, dude, it's my show. Like I stopped asking me questions. Yeah, 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 it's my turn, you know, but he was, um, but there's a, a point in, can't ask Howard Stern to turn it on. Yeah, I know that being cautious, right? <laughs> the, the thing with um, Jerry Seinfeld is he said that, He's constantly looking for material. He's like your, you know, your 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 curse is also the blessing in a way, right? Man. Like if you're really good at stand up, that's your blessing. But your curse is you're constantly. As he said, he's like he never his authentic self because you know, even when he's with his wife or with his family, he's looking for material. He like he cannot turn it off. It's bad. It's sometimes. Yeah, like, that's what I was wondering. Is like, is that a real thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like when I go back home with my family and. I think it's weird because if you're really doing it, you're out every single night doing shows. Um, so like, you'll take a break. Like me for even trying to date, like I'll go out and I'm like, what do I go and do? Like, I'm just, you know, I'm usually just at at clubs and then home and then up in the morning and and I go out like do stuff. Yeah. I'm, I try to have an active life outside of stand up just cause I want to stay, you know, what is it? Relatable. Yeah. Whatever. Um, just from like doing something other than stand up, because I see a lot of comics that do it, and they just they they're funny for a little while, and then they just get uninteresting because that's all they're doing: mm. traveling from town to town, doing stand up, going to bed, waking up in the morning, getting ready for the show, and that's like a very like closed circuit living. Yeah, yeah. I, I funny. I actually, as an educator who teaches, I always feel that there's even if I worked only just one day in a salon, I'm going to be more relevant to a teaching, a a hairdresser who's in the salon five days a week versus a person who's never in a salon because at least like I'm experiencing like, hey, how do you talk to clients about this when there's that? Like, how do you do this? And if you're just never in that world, no hairdresser's going to relate to you. And if you're just living this box where you're only hanging out with comedians, only doing comedian things, are you trying to make other comedians laugh or trying to make like, the average Joe laugh. Yeah. I don't know. And I think once you get it down, yeah, you can. Um, Cause it's like, it's okay. Then David tell, he doesn't do anything but comedy and he's the best, you know, he's, he's amazing. So yeah. So I think it's different strokes for different folks, but, um, and I think while I'm young, I still want to get out and cause like, I, I mean, I was at the track, uh, we talked about, I work for a, uh, um, a motorsports team. Uh-huh. And, uh, and so I was gone the last four or five days. I haven't done stand up, and I got, what, I got four shows tonight in Austin. All right. So what I'm going to do, my hair already feels amazing. Okay. So right here, yeah. I'm taking this, and then what I'm going to do, I'm going to dry, I'm going to make this a little bit tighter when I blend on future sets. Okay. Okay. All right. Now I'm just worried. I'm focusing more in on your shape of your silhouette here. So even if you were to somehow, 
let's say you're out fishing, it's a little bit hot, you got the sock your neck. Yeah. This aren't still gonna look good. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm gonna clip this out, I'm gonna work on your top, and I'm gonna clean up the back, and then we'll do a little drying. I'm gonna shave all your, yep. The uh, teen wolf off your neck. I'm sure it is, man. That's, it's hairy. <laughs> Hell yeah. Tailgate. I call it Texas you Tailgate. It, you call it the what? The Texas Tailgate. I like that. So, man, I can't believe it's over my eyes. Yeah. It's wild because it doesn't seem what it's all, you know, curled up and bushy. Yeah. It's only like an inch off my head, maybe two inches. So, are you from Texas, native Texan? Yes, sir. I was born in Alpine. Alpine. Where's Alpine? Uh, West Texas. You know where Big Bend is? I know of it, yeah. Uh, I, I uh, was born in Big Bend National Hospital. Okay. Moved all over Texas, East Texas, Central Texas, South Texas. I've never lived in North Texas. Okay. Would you want to at this point, just to say you've lived in North Texas? I think that's where I want to go to retire. Really? That's where I want to go to die. I'll go, uh, not Florida. Air Ranch. No, uh, uh, I'm no, I think I'll, I'll spend some vacation time in Florida for sure. I was just in Florida. I was in, uh, what? Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Nice. I've always liked Florida. Florida's good. Florida's fun. I, it, I can, a lot of people that look like me out there. And near Daytona. Yeah. Well, I mean, all over there's a Florida similar to Texas has very vast, uh, like vastly different cultures and, um, like groups of people. I think it's cool. Yeah. I, um, if I could have a time machine, I would go back and tell me when I was like in my twenties to just move to Miami. Oh, really? I'd be like, go to Miami. Yeah. I had a, I had a blast when I was in Miami. It's just like the nightlife was fun. Lots of, um, a lot of good Latin food. Oh Yeah. Uh, everyone was beautiful. It was, it was, there are pretty people there. And it's surprising because most, uh, like kind of coastal, coastal towns, um, there's a lot of sun. People are out all the time. Mm-hmm. I wonder what's different about Florida that people stay prettier or they just don't stay there very long. I don't think they stay there very long. Ah, that's the key. Right. So I graduated high school from Los Fresnos and there's a, there's a lot of fishing activity and a lot of shrimp boats and crab boats that go on. And there was one lady that she was in her like seventies and she was still crabbing. And I, there are, there are leather jackets that looked more conditioned than this lady, but she, it's, it's wild. Cause you're in, you're in the sun all day, man. But then you're also just in a humid climate. So it's not like you're drying out. Yeah. It's weird. It gets a, uh, like a preserved leather. I worry about that, man. Really? Well, well cause I don't, I worked in the sun for a long time, eight years. I built power lines, and I worked in the sun, and I never wore sunscreen, never did any of that. And I always had like a baby face. I was always a baby face guy. Like everybody's always like, you know, you have really good skin. And if I could go back in time and just grow, if you just, if I could just like grab eighteen year old me, yeah, what would you say? I'd smack the hell out of him. I would never stop hitting him until they <laughs> drag me out. They say all the advice, you know, makes you who you are. But I'll definitely tell them take care, take better care of yourself, and uh, go to the doctor every once in a while. What, are they, what do they know? What do they know? But they didn't tell me anything. You know, anyway. we're getting to the fun part where I'm going to start playing with your uh, party. All right. So we're just going to go through and get that. 
It's coming business side handled. All right, it's starting to look. Yeah. It always scares me when I see it go like flat, flat. I don't know why it scares me, but it's just like, Mike, it's not coming back. It's coming back. <laughs> don't worry, Samson. It's coming back. There it is. All right. Yeah. It's got to do that. All right. So let's get the back part. Actually, I'm going to clean up all the, uh, the moody fur. Yeah. Do that. And we got a show that we're working on. Um, called The People You Know, okay? That's where we're filming for fishing on Sunday. Uh, so this haircut will be perfect for that. What's the uh, the premise of the show, People You Know? So it's uh, Uncle Laser, Bianca Ferrado, and myself. Okay. And um, we are going places, and it's kind of like a, not a travel channel-like thing because it's all just kind of nonsense, but um, like we learned how to sheep shoot gun for top Bianca. She never shot a gun before. She's from St. Louis. So we took her out shooting a gun. Yeah. And uh, she found a guy with a castle. And so we went and saw the castle. And it's just like, it's just, this guy has a medieval catapult and a like a drawbridge castle on his land. Yeah. We just went and checked that out. It was really cool. Learned a lot about it. Uh, there's a blacksmith forge that guy knew. And the guy showed us how to make a knife with, you know, Actually went through the whole process of making a knife and did that. It was pretty neat. As this is all here in Houston, Texas. It's so far it's here in Texas. I mean we're gonna do uh we're touring all the way around uh you know, uh the country. Why does to go and all? Um and so we're just gonna do like we're gonna do an episode in Louisiana and then um uh, go to St. Louis with Bianca, because Laser and I are from the South. We're from Texas. So, uh, is St. Louis not considered South? I wouldn't consider it South. Because I'm from, originally, I'm from Southern California. I've always told people, I'm like, I'm from the South. I'm from the Southern part of California. Ah. I'm from the Southern part. Yeah. Because I think Northern California and Southern California are like two different Californias. Yeah. I think, and a lot of us don't, I mean, from Texas, like I saw California was gorgeous this weekend and I hate, I, I hated, almost hated saying it every single time, but I was like, I drove up all the way from uh, Bakersfield, um, well, we drove from Chattanooga to Sonoma, but by way of, uh, we came in off 40, so 40 yeah. dumps out to five outside of Bakersfield. Yeah. And we took, we took five up all the way past San Francisco. And then we cut to Sonoma because it's like right across the bay from San Francisco. Oh, yeah. Um, which is a wild track because it's like you got mountains on one side mm. and you've got a swamp looking just like dirt delta on the other side, like leaning into the bay. You know? Yeah. And it's like there's grapes on one side of the road and oranges on the other side. And then sheep in the mountains. It's crazy. Yeah, grow up. Oh, this is pretty. It, it's crazy because growing up in Southern California, you have the beach and you also have the mountains, right? Yeah. So depending on how the weather is, you could get snow, and that snow would stay until like April or May. Oh, on the mountains. Yeah, and it'll be eighty degrees. So you could wake up and go snowboarding and then go surfing in the afternoon. Oh, that's great. And nobody believes it until you actually witness. Uh, there was this. I had a. I was dating a girl who did not live in California. She came out to visit years ago, and. Um, She's like, did your roommates just say they were going to go snowboarding? Yeah. And I go, yeah. She goes, aren't we going to the beach? And I'm like, 
uh-huh. And she's like, you're not like playing a joke. I'm like, nope. And then they, and we all came back with sunburns. Oh, we were at the beach, totally sunburned. They were snowboarding, you know, all the snow. And people would, would like snowboard and ski like in bathing suits and shirtless. Oh. And getting, you know, you get a tan. Uh, it, it, it sounds crazy, but it's... As long as you don't fall over. I mean, whatever. Never... Ice burn. Ooh. Yeesh. All right. So what I'm doing is a little different. I'm, I'm actually giving you a little bit more shorter layering up through the back here. Okay. So you get some of that springiness at the top so it doesn't hang flat. Perfect. Yeah. And it's not like a very technical thing. It's just find where that, that weight is, that heaviness, and just mm. sliding the... Uh, scissors right there and then it is wild to watch you like you cut off because you can't feel hair you can't fit, feel it now but it, in, in in a way it's wild to watch somebody cut something off your body same thing with the nails yeah like you can you can feel the pull you can feel the pull for sure and like the cut of it it's very interesting we're not done by the way I'm gonna have to go through and like re-wet your hair okay so we can get those nice curls going on no, but I want to get this part, that flow, going back. So how would you classify your particular blend of tinger? I mean, I've seen on your, your, uh, your Instagram, by the way, you should do a shameless plug at this point since I mentioned it. Oh, it's DNA Stanfield. So it sounds like Dina Stanfield. Dina. Who's Dina? I did not know. It's my, my name is Dean Allen Stanfield. And so uh, Dean Allen Stanfield was taken. So I was like, I'm just going to shorten it to DNA Stanfield. And then I didn't think about it altogether. It's just Dina. But it, it works. It works, whatever. And by the time I realized it, I'd already had, uh, I had a couple like videos go uh, viral on it. And so I was like, it's it's a fine. It's a fine. It's fine. There. They think I'm Dana. They think I'm Dana. Could that be like a an alter ego character you create? There you go. I'll just cancel the whole thing. Have to make like a yeah. Anti Dina. Anti Dina. <laughs> like oh. You have like a you could have Dean and then Dina like your twin sister. And oh, like a real. <laughs> we both have lesbian haircuts. Oh man, you talking about? So see how that's gonna go. It's gonna blend in, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go through and do that right through here. To me, like being a comedian right now and the social climate seems like it would be the craziest time to be like, let, let me go out in front of a strange group of people yeah, and let me just tell things that I find funny that half the people probably in like a one mile radius are also going to find extremely offensive. Yeah, but I, that's the fun of it. I don't, I don't know. Like I think also I think it's not hard now because the pendulum is swinging. Okay, so it swung all the way this way, and we got in, I mean, probably three or four years ago, it started to swing back. I want you to right. talk to me about this because I love looking at cultural stuff, right? Like, yeah. things go this way. Like, and, and I always think about, if you think about early comedians, right? Yeah. They were very tame. Uh -huh. And then you get something like a George Carlin, yeah. Seven Dirty Words, right? For sure. Then you get Richard Pryor, right? Way dirtier. Way dirtier. Yeah. And then you get into somebody like... Uh, Andrew Dice Clay uh -huh. takes it to, and then he, and then he, uh, who's the guy that screamed all the time? Sam Kinison. Sam Kinison, right? Yeah. And then in the nineties, you get, those guys kind of get quiet. Uh -huh. And then you get like a, a Seinfeld. Uh-huh. 
Foxworthy. Foxworthy. Uh, a lot of uh, Norman uh, or uh, um, Norm McDonald. Yeah. I mean, started of, coming up. and But then you have. So, like, my question is, is like, you know, what was considered wild usually ends up getting accepted at some point, right? Yes. So, with the current, like, or it's just like it's been done before. Totally. Was, was Carl had yelled about it, so did 600 other people. Yeah, took that style and went with it. Um, so you feel like the pendulum's swinging. So I would like you to explain that because I don't want to assume what you mean by that. I think it's a, um, it's done, like you said, four or five different times. It's come and gone and come and gone. And I think we're at the point, it got so wild and crazy. But it's like, you see, I remember like, Lenny Bruce, yeah, and uh, and George Carlin, both were like, both got canceled for what yeah. they said on TV, and uh, at some point during their careers, and then that stopped happening. Like people were like, no, freedom of speech is freedom of speech. You need to be able to do that. I don't know anybody in the, like the '90s and 2000s that got canceled, but then you start seeing it again in the late 2000s, where people started getting canceled for either saying something or doing something. Um, on stage, right? Yeah. And so, um, so that made everybody quiet back down. Like, like kind of group of comedians uh, came up in an era where you had to like really think about what you're saying mm -hmm. while, you're, while you're doing it. So I remember the old Austin, like me, 2017, 2018, yeah. you really had to be careful about what you said. Really? You would just be asked not to come back if you said certain words or if you joked about a certain topic yeah and then you know in my head i'm like all right well then i want to make that's the joke i want to do now then you know? more like the child like don't do this and so you want to do it more exactly so i think it's swinging now where it's like comedians are getting away with saying the craziest stuff which is which i think is good but then you know we'll go through that phase again i'm sure it switches with uh you know what makes what makes people laugh that you're offending people and like the culture is in that like state, then, you know, then it's not going to be funny. Right. So I think some of that like shock humor isn't, isn't the way to go. I'm just looking. This one's still longer. See, I'm trying to see, see, I think I try to corner up with my lips. Yeah. To the deal. Yeah. But I always end up, I think this lip's higher than that lip. That's very possible. The bones in your body are usually more symmetrical than cartilage and lips. Yeah. Those things are like not, I mean, I'm gonna use this as my example. Have you ever seen a skull where the eye sockets are completely like higher or lower? You don't. You yeah. see eyes that look higher or lower. Yeah. But the, that's just how- the I guess though, I've never seen, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just think like skulls are usually symmetrical. Yeah. But the things that are built on that are like not symmetrical. I mean, it's a little, so like, <laughs> this is tripping you out, huh? Yeah, this is angle. I keep looking at myself, and I keep catching myself in the mirror. Yeah, I, I'm just making like a dumb face while I'm looking at you. I'm like, try to fix it. No, I bet you're gonna go back through here, and you should just see me like checking myself. Like, you're gonna watch this and go like, man, I like fix my posture. I got, I, I do, I will watch like maybe once through to make sure I didn't say anything. I don't have to worry about. Yeah, but it's hard to watch yourself that much. Yeah. Or it shouldn't be, I think. 
afterwards, I'm going to have to go through, edit this, yeah. make sure the audio sounds good. I'm going to have to listen to it so many times, and I'm going to, all I'm going to keep doing is cringing yeah. every time I hear my voice. Yeah. Or maybe at the time you and I are laughing, I'm listening to it, I'm going to like, say that. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, there's probably already 30 of things I said already. Hey, man, you know, I'm, a, I'm in a no-sensor zone. But, like, I, I actually have, because I grew up listening to so much comedy, I think, like, for me, I look at, like, good luck trying to film. I grew up watching South. Yeah. So, like, for me, you're not surprised. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm like, there's very much you're going to be able to make me feel embarrassed or turn red or go, like, okay, that was open line. Uh, I mean, it's, the, it's, and if you do, whatever, let's find it. And, and let's argue our way out of it. Like, hey, you know what? I say shit I don't mean sometimes. I'm trying to be funny. Yeah, and, and sometimes, like like the way Bill Hicks used to do it, is he would kind of push the line to like get a reaction from the crowd who's not giving him any response. Yeah, you're like, if you don't if you don't laugh, look, we're doing something. We're doing something. <laughs> All right, so I have a bunch of leave-in conditioner in your hair. You okay. can already see how the curls are getting nice. Yeah, this right here, these pieces, they need water, they need moisture. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to spray down your hair, and when I'm when I get your hair to the level of saturation. I would like you, I'm going to ask you to run your hands through it so you can feel like a tactile memory. Okay. About, okay. This. Yo, is, by the way, I looked raggedy when I came in here, dude. Well, I didn't realize it, but I was, I was like, man, you look a little rough. Now that I've been trimmed up, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I can't imagine, dude. I feel better. Well, that's good. Yeah. Well, you know, a little head massage is always good. I saw head massage is the best, dude. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, this reminded me. Uh, foot massagers. When was the last time you had a good foot massage? Don't know. Don't know? Man, there's a... Uh, I, went, I, I was at the airport, and I stuck my feet in the... They had, like, one of those little massaging chairs. Yeah. Just about, just about changed my life. I would love to go through and do more of that kind of stuff. I just never think about it, right? Yeah. And, like, I always see the, uh, the express massage thing when I'm at the airport. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I should do that. And then I look at the prices. It's like... $95 for 15 minutes. And I'm like, no, no, no. You're playing. You're that- well, see, I was walking around and I'd taken my anti-anxiety medicine before I got on play. <laughs> and, uh, and I just realized like, I, have you ever been late to a flight or, yeah. and missed your flight? Uh, I overslept. I've done that once, sir. Dude, I got there. I, I did it one time and I'm like, now I will be there three hours early to every flight. Cause it is a misery trying to figure out how to get home. So here's what I'm looking at. See in the mirror? Yes, sir. See how that looks like a standard men's haircut in the front? Yes, sir. Now we got Travis Tripp. So <laughs> that's what I'm going for. I know, I know. Actually, he, had a really, he did a really good cover of uh, Charlie Daniels' song Live. It's just him and his guitar. Yeah. Uh, Long Haired Country Boy. Oh, man. Well, you know, song. Yeah. I don't think I've heard it done by, by Travis Tripp. It's great. It's yeah. really good. All right, so here, touch the back. I want you to feel how wet this is. You could, you could, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. You feel like you can wring out yeah. water? Okay. When you feel like you can wring out the water, sure. that is the perfect, let me repeat that. That is the perfect amount of water in your hair in order to get these curls to pop out. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm, because I've been, dude, I've been, I've been drying it way past the point of that. That's great. Damn here, dry. Okay. For here, you want that to be kind of rough and big. You, you want the puffiness on top. You're not looking for perfect ringlet curls, you know what I'm saying? No. But back here, we want to do that. Sorry. So here we go. You know what I'm going to do? Huh. I'm going to, I feel like I should almost turn you around. So if you ever want to see how to do your hair, you can just do watch, just watch this. Just watch that. Great. Can we do that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, hang on. I'm going to spin you around. Okay. 
All right. Yeah. Being down. All right. Let me just make sure it's in like focus. Yeah. All right. Good. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to rub the pot in so it's like nice and this is a gel. Yeah. You want the gel to get nice and foamy like this. Okay. All right. And what we're going to do is we're going to just put this through. How many hours before you go, before you have to be, before I have to be on stage, should I do this? Uh, is this like a, should I do it at noon? Should I do it at, if I've got a seven o'clock show? If you have a seven o'clock show, you could do this right now. Real work. Yeah. Okay. It's not going to take all day because I'm using a dryer. That's the key. The dryers is where it, it really works out. All right. So here we go. Take this. I'm going to wiggle it back and forth. Yeah. And what I'm going to do is I'm just going to place it. I'm not pulling it out. I'm not going to shake it out. And I'm not going to do one of these sort of shaking it and yeah. sending it off. We're going to shake it in place. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to do this in horizontal sections. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to basically put this in here again. More gel. And would you do this every day or would you do this? You don't need to do this every day. Yeah. But if I did it on like a Friday before a run of shows? Yeah, you'd be fine. Also, I haven't told anybody this yet. Uh-oh. And I don't, what's your recommendation on it? But I sleep at a bonnet. That's fine. Okay. I got a silk bonnet. And uh, I noticed I started wearing it. And uh, first of all, my curls started looking way better. And it, uh, um, it, it didn't get on matted. Yeah. I can just wake up the next day and my hair was already... Felt good. Just, yeah, felt like I just put some water in it. You know what you could also do, too, if you're, like, wanting to just, like, I don't know. You had to check them emails. is hanging out. Is they have those blow-dry bonnets where you are able to... You put the bonnet that's connected to a blow-dryer. Yeah. And you just um, put it over your head. And then it dries it in, like, 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. That one... It's not my favorite, but it's not a bad one. What is this uh, painting? Oh, the painting on the wall? Yeah. Okay, so that is a signed lithograph of H.R. Geiger. H.R. Geiger is famously known for winning an Oscar for the set design in Alien. So all that creepy alien stuff, he had actually designed a for the movie and they just used it they use yeah and so this is the cover of a movie called future kill like a b sci-fi movie okay funny enough uh, a guy i know who's really into art he saw this and it's like man he's like you know that they filmed that movie future kill here in austin and i was like what I, exactly i didn't know that it's a total crazy b movie and um so I, I bought this when I was still living in California. So I think it's funny that, you know, it's still connected to Austin. And um, I just like his artwork because he did all that with a, um, what's it called? Um, airbrush. Wow. So that's all airbrush. Yeah. And uh, one of my buddies, he and his whole, what he did for a number of years is he worked in stores out in L.A. that, he dealt with like rare books. Mm. Now, and I mean rare books, like you want something from like the 12th century, you got it. You want a first pressing of a book that's like no longer in print, 
um, or maybe a book that is, you know, no longer printed for who knows what kind of reasons it may be. Like we're talking taboo stuff. Yeah. He's the guy you'd want to ask and he'd be able to find it for you. And wow, yeah. it was at one point, we just used to burn literature. And that was the last time the eyes will be put on those things. All right, so here we go. So now we got that. I'm going to add one more squirt of this all over. And what's going to happen is you're going to have these perfect little like ramen little looking noodles here in the back. <laughs> okay, so okay. Now, now that you hear this, so here's the sound you want to make when you're even just scrunching it in. Yeah. Okay. Like you're walking in soggy shoes and socks. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it needs to be that wet. Okay? Okay. So what you do after that is all that water's in your hair. It's gonna take a long time for that to dry. Yeah. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a towel, tilt your head back for me. Some people like using t-shirts. I do, I have a t-shirt I use for it. Yeah, some people like using microfiber towels. I like the ones for cars better than ones for hair. Hell yeah. Because they have to bigger. I got a bunch of those. Me too, as you saw my ride out front. Ah, that El Camino, dude. It's the molded of muscle cars, man. Is it a car? Is it a truck? No. That's both. The El Camino. <laughs> That's an El Camino. It's like, is it a short haircut? Yeah. The long, okay. It's a mullet. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, look, wait. Just right now off the bat, like, yeah. see the back seal, those curls are coming back. Yeah, they are. So yeah, you're gonna you're you're gonna be super curly. Yeah. All right. Hell yeah. Now I'm gonna diffuse this. Okay. But I'm gonna do one thing. This is my well, this is my my thing. People don't like this. Okay. There's gonna be controversy in the world of curly world. Let's do it. All right. Let's, let's do it. Let's get controversial. Uh, I like doing a little bit of hairspray. Okay. Let's do it. So what I found with a little bit of hairspray, it helps expedite the drying time. Ah. Uh, and I'm using a really light hairspray. And I'm not saturated till it's, I'm using all the gel as the whole. I'm using that just to help speed up the water. Expedite the water. Okay, that looks sense. All right, so you use a diffuser. All right, and we're just gonna start hovering. Diffusers and curly hair in general, it's very, it's very simple. Diffusing, well, I'm gonna put in, I'm gonna put in, uh, in a term that most Texans might understand. It's like good barbecue, low and slow. Okay, I like that. Yeah, so low speed. Yeah. And low heat. Yeah, because the, the speed of the airflow mm -hmm. is what causes the frizz. Okay. So if you don't want frizzy, curly hair, and you want it to be more individualized curl, low speed, high heat. Okay. Oh, high heat. Low high heat. Yeah, he's right. All low speed. Okay. And what's gonna happen is it's gonna get dry, it's gonna feel like it's not getting dried. Yeah. But then all of a sudden it's like, boom, it's dry. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, and you can even turn down the heat a little bit, uh -huh. but it's, uh, and then I'll show you how to shake it all out and then you're gonna get big hairs. You're on stage persona, if, if you will. Okay. Yeah. So like, Larry the Cable Guy was a character uh -huh. that that guy, Dan Whitman, and then he created it. Yeah. And then, but everyone thinks he's really that guy. Yeah. Well, I think Dan just became Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah. He's Dan Whitney, but he's, he, he became that guy. That guy. He had to. It's, uh, people can tell authenticity. Because it seems to me like your jokes and your humor, even that you showed up wearing the NASCAR shirt. Yeah, that's, how I, that's how I got off the airplane. One of the, one of the best advice I got early was from a comedian, and he said, just, just be yourself. 
and people start to mess with me. You know, if you're, if you're authentically you, people, people work for that. And so be the best version of yourself you can be. And uh, for me, I was like, all right, if I'm doing stand-up, if my goal is to have, you know, be the best stand-up comedian, then what can get me there, you know? And, uh, and it's just living whatever's cool life I want to live yeah. and then do comedy while I'm doing it. I got the opportunities to work. I, I, I drove trucks prior. And so I got, a, uh, I got an opportunity to, to work with a racing team. And I was like, man, that's, that's so cool. And it is every day, like, like getting up like this weekend, we work from 5 a.m. to 10 p.m. Yeah. every day. Uh, that I wasn't driving, but we're doing, you're changing, we're changing tires, we're wiping cars, filling the cars up with gas, like they're, we're doing uh, brake checks, uh, bleeding brakes, like it was, it's, it's work and it's fun. 10, 15 years from now, you know, having all those, you know, as I'm not gonna be able to do this when I'm 45, I might be able to race on a team and be a driver. Yeah. But there's no way I'm gonna be able to work on a tech group. Like, yeah. They, they, working on a pit crew is for your early 20s. Like you see guys in their 40s and 50s doing it and they are either they're engineers or they're higher up. It's just it's taxing on your body. But it's also like I grew up in a trailer and uh, I always wanted a mullet when I was a kid and my dad told me it looked like white trash. He had a mullet when he was a kid and, uh, and he's like, it looks trashy, so don't do it. And I was like, as soon as I could grow it, I was like, I'm growing. I don't know if that answered the question. No, I mean, I, I think you hit on something great about authenticity, like in a world where like, I think social media has probably been like the worst for authenticity. Yeah. Because if you go online, everyone's having the best of this, the best of that, right? Uh, and then you shit on people for saying, sharing, they're like, I'm depressed today. Like, yeah. shut up. What do you think you're depressed about? Yeah. But like, we're only able to celebrate the, the happiness and the good times, even if, them. It's fake. Yeah. But like when somebody's like, isn't feeling vulnerable, they're like, I'm having a shitty day and they talk about it. Like that's actually being more authentic. Yeah. And like, I started thinking about that. Like, why do people have so many weird things and hang us? Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, because they're looking in the land of make believe while on their phone. Yeah. All day. All day. I don't know. And, and that's how I, I deal social media. I, it's not, um, I just post on there, whatever I'm doing, like all, this, this last drive we did, I went from Chattanooga to, to Sonoma, like almost all the way across the country. Yeah. And um, it was a 2,416 miles in four days, which is, you know, 500 miles a day. Yeah, a little more, but, um, which isn't that bad, but it's a long way to sleep on a twin mattress on the side of the road. Yeah, we'll just stop every once in a while. I take a picture and they get down the road, take another picture. Like I got a picture of the same day, mountain snow. Like we stopped off at a, a rest stop and there was, it was just covered in snow. Yeah, so I got out and took a picture and then th that night when we stopped, it was in the middle of the desert. I like, took another picture, right? This was in 24 hours, you know? How did you get into grinding? I got my CDL when I was 19. Um, for uh, building power lines, we had to drive a bucket truck. Okay. And so I had to be CDL certified. And so I got my class A. And uh, when I stopped doing, building power lines with his stand up, I, uh, I did transport job for a while. What's that? 
uh, it's just like you pick up a load and drive it to wherever they need it. Okay. Like somebody says, I need a car in Colorado and I'm in Florida. Why well, fly to Florida, get in their truck or rent a truck huh? or use their truck and then they fly out there and I drive it. And then I showed up for one of those jobs and it was a racing team called W2W and I showed up with a mullet and, uh, and they were like, dude, we need you to do this job, but when you get back, if you want to work for us full time, I was like, I'm in. 100%. And, um, which is cool because I've always been in racing. My, my stepdad uh, worked for a racing team and uh, has loved racing. So that's how I kind of bonded with him was through that. So I grew up watching it, but I never got to see like, you know, the inside of it. So, I mean, I, now I, I mean, now I know all about drive lines and everything, the camber of the vehicle. And like, I know how to use a laser setup wizard, which is like, I don't know, $200,000 machine uh, that we use to align the vehicles. Um, so all of that, like, it's like we work 10 to 12 hour days, sometimes 16 hour days. Yeah. Um, but it's like you're working on race cars the entire time. But it doesn't feel like work because you're interested in it. Yeah. And you're, it's, it's, it's heavy and hard work, but you're enjoying it. You're enjoying it. So it's like, whatever. I think that's actually like a huge thing. People are like, oh, that's a lot of hard work. And I, I think people focus on like the physical exertion of a job. Yeah. And not like, well, did you have fun doing that? Yeah. I was picking up race car tires all day and slapping them on. It's like, that's so cool. I'll do that a thousand times. I would rewire my, uh, my El Camino with a buddy of mine last spring. Yeah. And I remember I was telling my wife, I'm like, I could see myself just rewiring cars for, at, 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 and getting paid for it. This is just coming out. <laughs> Dude, the process of this is gonna look so cool. Coming from being, I mean, it was, I'm, I apologize for that. We didn't see, you didn't see that on camera, but there was some knots in your boy's hair. I'll like, never come into a salon without brushing it out for sure. Golly. See it, and, and I was gonna ask you today, one of the things is I have a roommate, his name's uh, Uncle Laser, you know, I don't know, on Instagram. He, uh, he's not that popular, uh, but he's got a mullet too. He lives with us and um, he gets his curve. Yeah. And I keep telling him, dude, I he, he has naturally curly hair. And so I'm like, man, you don't have to get it perm. Well, it depends because if he wants it to be tighter yeah. than his natural, then yeah, he's gonna need it to be perm. Okay. But it's his, and also like if his hair is inconsistent and it's more wavy curly, like your hair, very curly. Yeah, I got lucky. You, 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 you hit it for sure with the jackpot. And the cool thing is you like it. Yeah. Now that I have like that cast, like that hardened hair. Yeah. Now we can go through and just nuke it. <laughs> it does look like ramen noodles right there, dude. Like what? Looks like ramen noodles. Running hands through it. Golly. But see how they'll, okay, so fill these. Yeah. There's still a little water in there. If this gets too hot on your head, just move forward. Okay. That's, uh, my vi that's how I like to communicate. So instead of me assuming it, you're fine. You just move away from me and problem solved. Okay. But I'm sure it's one of those things where like if I left, if I, if you go half, if you go halfway through it, it might it. Like right now, if we stop where you're at, yeah. it'd be fine. Okay. For like air drying on a nice, like hot day, you're, uh, but if you're going for something where like, let's say you're doing 
your Comedy Central special, yeah, you're not you're not gonna let it air dry. No, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna complete it anyway. Through that's I mean I can already tell right now. Yeah, so that's insane. Yeah, curls, man. You you have really nice curls. Yeah, man. We're pretty much about real. Yeah, because that hairspray helps. And what you're gonna wanna do is you're gonna go through and take your hands and shake it at the root. Okay. And that's how you get that volume that you're going through in the front. <laughs> and then here on the back, I'm just gonna go through and just keep, now I'm scrunching it up. Okay. Now that it's dry, now you can go through it and you start doing that. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. So I usually like come back, let it, mm. yeah, like this is the best way to break them up is you want to make sure you have contact of your fingers onto your scalp. Okay. That makes sense. Because then what happens is you're moving. Yeah. And you see how it starts to expand it. Yeah. But what, what's the cool thing about keeping the contact on the scalp is now you still have the curl. So you see how you sell the definition? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. It's bigger. So if I want to shape it, like, because I, I always go to shape it, and I go here. Yeah. And I kind of just... Is that... That's fine. Is that fun? Yeah. Like here? Mm-hmm. I don't know why that's a... So go from under or go from top when I'm doing the shaking? Um, so, like, for me, I would probably do it like this. Okay. Because I can get in there, and I want if I want it big, you want to lift up. You want it flat, you, you go down. So just whatever way your fingertips are moving is how it's going to do that. Okay. I have I got to hold the tongue the right way too. It, it. Pull these furrows apart real quick. Yeah, but now see how you get your... Oh, yeah. And then if you do want like a little bit of like this to kind of like have a little bit more of a flow, just a little hairspray. Okay. I mean, that's how ladies got the big poofy hair in the back of the day, right? Yeah. Yeah. But putting the product in when it's wet like that, as you saw, that's huge difference. Huge difference. That's, inc that's insane. Yeah. That's not even the, kind of the same haircut that came in here. Oh, 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 oh yeah, buddy. Got your million dollar mullet. There it is. Golden. All right. So, uh, trouble for your mustache and call it a day? Yeah, I'm down with that. All right. It's so funny. People always are always wondering about like mustache work. And I'm like, dude, it's not weird. And then like these guys right here in the nose. Oh, I bet. Right, look at me real quick. There you go. Hang out. I don't think you want the nose hairs as I just go through and clip your, uh, your lips. <laughs> Disinfection. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So this is horror. All right. So here we go. This is your last. I'm just going to even this out. I'm going to pick it right here at the bottom of the lip, okay? Because he don't want you to send me he said. Yo, sir. Smoking on that. Uh, All right, I mean, this side is a lot longer. So I'm just going to knock that out. There you go. Hell yeah. Look at that five. Well, you got your curls, you got your mullet, you got your mustache. You feel good? Yeah, it feels great, honestly. Cool. Oh, it's got that poofiness. I'm gonna be out of out of control tonight. I'm gonna get your power back. Got my power back. Look at that. <sighs> All right.
Well, thanks, Dean. Yeah, man. And uh, we'll do this again. Yeah, no, I look forward to it. I might do the mullet. I think I'm gonna. I'm think I'm gonna do it for for a little while longer. But uh, dude, this is such like a staple of like visual identity. Yes, it is. It's like, and it's. A, I think certain comedians like because of like like Brian Posehn is like seven feet tall. Yeah, you know, like so like that's his identity. Doesn't matter if he's a beard, no beard, he's gigantic. Uh, so there's certain people with their physical, uh, either their hair or height or weight are such like a iconic connection to somebody. Yeah. It's like if you got rid of this, we're like, uh, I'd have to I'd have to rely on being funny. <laughs> no, but like it, it it kind of like it all goes together. It does, it does. It goes it really like, well. You go like I think he's gonna make an NASCAR joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. Hey, uh thanks, dude. Did, uh, appreciate you for having me. Awesome. Yeah. Look forward to it. All right. Uh one more time. One do you have a website or is it just your Instagram? Right? So my website, uh, uh, DeanAllenStanfield.com. Uh, uh, you can find that. That go. I'm getting that GoDaddy figured out. Uh, we've had some problems, but we got the uh, shows coming back up there for now. Instagram, DNA Stanfield, uh, TikTok, uh, Dean Allen Stanfield on uh, on Facebooks, and uh, go check out the YouTube and uh, look forward to the show. Uh, the people you know. All right. Cool. Awesome. Thanks, man. Oh, yeah. Tip.